This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to Tigers in 20, a Go Tigers 247 audio podcast. Your one-stop shop for all things University of Memphis Tigers athletics. Here are your hosts, founder of Go Tigers 247, Brooks Hansen, and lead writer for Go Tigers 247, Christian Fowler. What's up, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode. I'm your host, Christian Fowler, and joining me, as always, is Go Tigers 247 founder, Brooks Hansen, and Go Tigers 247 digital content creator, Kenny Stubblefield. And we have two guests for you this week on the episode. I don't want to spoil either one of them, so I'm going to turn it over to Brooks and let him introduce you to the first. All right, y'all. So at the end of last week's episode, Kenny made a statement, and I'm going to let him insert that statement here. Hollywood, get your pinky. And everyone was like, what is that all about? And I I promised at the end of that episode, he's laughing right now. I promised we would tell you what that was all about in the near future. And the time has come. Tonight, we have on our newest member of the crew, Marquette Hollywood, media he is the the man he is the man the myth the legend he is 17 years old no 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 no, brooks he is not a man oh man okay not a man no look listen let me let me let me walk you guys through uh when kenny texted me and told me i mentioned you at the end so i'm thinking like this is just like my pre-shout out you know i didn't think he said anything about that I'm in the car already listening to the podcast, and he just said, I don't think you'll be laughing once uh, we get to the end. He's over here <laughs> pumping his arms. as we're <laughs> When I listened to it, the biggest grin went on my face, and then I had no clue what to say. So later on that night, I texted him, and um, I was actually at CBS at the time, and I got at him, and I said, um, the uh, Icy Hot is half, half off. And he didn't know what to say. I think his response to something was like, Oh, it was trash. Yeah, it was very trash. It was very trash. And we definitely put that on the spotlight in our last conversations. <laughs> so for everyone listening, you can already tell we've we've kind of grown a bond pretty quickly. But Marquette uh, is surprisingly, you may not be able to tell it from listening to it. And I can guarantee you that once you take a look at his social media, you will not be able to tell. But he's a 17-year-old young man from the city of Memphis. Marquette, before we go any further, I I just want you to kind of introduce yourself to all of the Memphis fans that listen to us and are going to start following you. So tell us a little bit about yourself uh, real quick. What got you into this? What made you want to start uh, trying to do some media stuff with Go Tigers 247? uh, And where do you hope this takes you? Well, first of all, I want to thank you guys for even considering me for the position. Um, This is my first time coming onto, you know, a group podcast, a group company like this. So I'm definitely blessed and I'm grateful of it. Um, me really getting into media, it was something that I didn't want it. You know, it wanted me. So when I started seeing, you know, your Stephen A. Smiths on televisions and uh, your, your, your Skip Baylesses on television, things like that, I was like, man, hey, I want to do that. I want to do that. And a lot of people don't know that I started in photography first. What made me get into, you know, radio and speaking and podcasting and interviewing and those type of things was 
88.5, you know, interviewing. I was a part of a teen talk show named Straight Up 901 on 88.5. And that's what really made me go into it. Stan Bell's my teacher. Um, he told me, look, man, I'm going to give you all the avenues. I'm going to give you all the connections. And now it's up to you, you know, to get it. It's up to you to, you know, grow the following. It's up to you to reach out to these different people and actually want their help as opposed to them coming to you. Um, and being a part of 24-7 sports, I'm looking to get out of this, man, nothing but experience, you know, nothing but experience, you know, build relationships, learning how to, you know, bounce off of each other in different podcasts. And really, I want to thank you guys for the other day. I also do photography, helping me, you know, editing my pictures. Shout out to Kenny, shout out to Brooks, you know, with helping me for those type things, um, color grading. and It's just so much that goes into it. It's just so much that goes into it. And I've honestly 100% fell in love with the process. Well, one thing I will say is that uh, one thing you've got down and you don't need any help with is falling in love with the grind. Uh, that's one of the first things after you reached out to me, whenever I started coming through your social media, I saw immediately that you are in the gym. You are you're out there doing the work. And that's one of the biggest parts about this. And I think I told you from the jump, you know, I personally, and I think Christian has taken on this mantra, relationships over everything. And I can already see that building in you. So I, I'm just, I'm looking forward to working with you. I hope all of the Memphis fans out there are excited to have you on board. So y'all go give Hollywood X media a follow on Twitter, on Instagram. Where else you, you on? I'm, I'm very active you on TikTok. On, uh... No, I'm not on TikTok. I'm not on TikTok, but I'm very active on my Instagram page. And, you know, if you want to do any work, um, I'm also active on LinkedIn. Um, Marquette Walker, M-A-R-Q-U-E-T-T-E. -T -T -E. Marquette Walker, that's me. All right, Christian, let's get to work then, man. Uh, what are we going to talk about today? I think the first thing here is pretty obvious. It's got to be Musa Cisse. I know people on our boards are, are probably just excited that it's wrapped up i feel like everything on our boards for the past couple of months has been centered around musa cisse uh countless articles countless vip posts countless threads so it's all been musa cisse for the past couple of months uh it's finally wrapped up it's done it's over um and this is just my opinion and something that really just ran across my mind but i feel like this is more of a relief for every memphis fan than what it feels like you know, win because typically you're so excited, and when when players commit, not to say that fans aren't excited, but this is a major weight lifted off their shoulders. Because if you, like I said, if you've been on our message boards, if you've been on Twitter, uh, if you've been anywhere around Memphis basketball over the past couple months, this is all fans have talked about, and not only talked about it, but they've worried about it, especially obsessed. when obsessed. It's been obsessive, so. Uh, this is kind of a recruitment that we haven't we haven't really seen before. I haven't really seen before uh, with a fan base just being so exhausted of worrying about one player and what he was going to do and where he was going to go. Uh, I think back to last year and all and all the guys that committed and jumped on board. There was never this really point of just relief. Just okay, we're glad it's over. It's wrapped up. He's signed. We don't have to worry about him going anywhere else. So very odd recruitment. Uh, it was it was weird to see it play out down the stretch, especially when you look at the dis discrepancy between the national media. Uh, but here we are, Memphis won, and that's all that matters. Yeah, I think I think you're right, Christian. I think the one big thing is that I think it lent like having Musa Cisse sign with the Tigers lends it lends a little bit of normalcy back to our lives, right? Like a big recruit has signed with the University of Memphis 
after four to five months of just kind of insanity of losing out, you know, obviously the stuff with James at the beginning of the basketball season last year with all the injuries, with the fact that the conference conference game got, or the conference tournament got uh, canceled, NCAA tournaments, basketball, everything was shut down. And then today, the best center in college basketball Still, I mean, high school basketball still left available, committed to the Tigers, and he's from Memphis. So this is it. Just lends itself a little bit of normalcy to to our lives again, right? Well, I gotta correct you. He's not from Memphis. He's <laughs> he's, he's in from Memphis. Guinea. He's in Memphis. Yeah, he's, he's from, from Guinea. Guinea. <laughs> um, and the numbers I, that this guy was putting up was, you know, insane. You know, um, I, I had a chance to speak with him at the National Hoop Fest this year, and all he said that he wanted to do was be in the gym. Being the gym, he gave a special thanks to, you know, uh, Mr. Anderson, the head coach at Lamont Owen, of letting him come inside his home. Um, this guy putting up great numbers at Lausanne. Uh, he's quick on his feet. He's also starting to develop a jump shot. He's a facilitator down low 100%. He's definitely he, – he's learning to uh, learning how to pass the ball. Also. So uh, I'm glad that, Kenny, you brought up talking about James Wiseman and the whole situation that happened last year since us as fans, us as media being cheated out of, you know, that experience. Now we have a whole other experience to also uh, look at about Musa and you know, his journey and things like that. Well, Kenny, I, I look at it kind of the opposite. I think the way that it brought about normalcy is not looking back at how crazy things have been. The situation with James, with all the insanity, with the conference tournament getting canceled and, you know, Jalen Green choosing the G League, all of that stuff. I look at it as if, it brings about normalcy and hope for Memphis fans because of what they know Musa does for the 2020-2021 season. And it brings about that future hope that, wow, now Memphis can compete for a Sweet 16, an Elite Eight, a Final Four with a guy like Musa Cisse. Because, I mean, the reality was before Musa, they lacked that piece. He is a desperately needed piece for this team and he fits a need. So I think for them, for fans watching, it's like one today's a celebration because we have hope now that, you know, this team can now do damage. But the other part is like, you don't see recruitments where everything for fans seems counterintuitive where everything is saying one thing. Everyone was saying LSU and then they have this little small group of people that they trust saying, chill, chill. It's not done to LSU. Memphis is still right in there. They're right where they want to be. They're, they're, they're right there. Chill. It's not done. So for them, they're like, how can we chill? Everyone else is saying LSU. Everyone else is saying it's done. So it's been like, pins and needles, eggshells for these fans sitting and waiting for me, for Christian to be proven wrong. And, and all of a sudden today's a, a, you know, somebody put it on Twitter is it was my vindication day. It was Christian's vindication day. It was a vindication day for Memphis fans to say, all right, all you people who said LSU and had me worried were wrong. Not Brooks, not Christian. 
Yeah, absolutely. And uh, I kind of want to move it along a little bit because I know we've covered this ad nauseum and, and pretty much everything that we could have said about this topic, we have said it. But it brings us to the next chapter, which to me is is very interesting. I'm just so everybody can be on the lookout. I'm probably going to write something about this later this week because that's how interested in it I am, is what this team could potentially look like at full capacity. It's very exciting, especially for fans, especially after what everybody went through last year. Um, and even with the Musa Cisse win in the in the in the recruiting battle, uh, the battle is not over. You know, for this team as far as it goes with waivers for Landers Notley and DeAndre Williams, that's the next step for this team. That's the next thing that this fan base is going to be worried about and uptight about. Uh, so, guys, just to completely alleviate that, let's make a crazy assumption that they are deemed eligible what do we think this team looks like how how far can this team go at full capacity next season hollywood i want you to take that i want you to take it because i answered my opinion on the national college basketball 247 podcast and then i'll chime in after you shameless plug I see them having a winning record. Um, Alo already said on his live today, Alex Lomax already said that he's looking forward to doing those lives. These guys are all young. They're also going to have a whole lot of fun on the court. Um, I really do look forward to seeing um, these guys play. I can see Alo, you know, putting up a decent amount of numbers. Musa, you know, contributing on the rebounding side. Uh, DJ Jeffries hopefully really comes back and he's 100% from his injury. Um, I can see this young squad going far. Going, going far. I don't really see them winning the championship. That's just me being honest, personally. But I do see these guys having a whole bunch of fun. Um, I really put them in, you know, a growing phase, a growing phase. I know these guys are young. I know these guys have a whole lot of potential. And I look forward to seeing a whole lot of guys going to the NBA. You have a veteran coach, Penny Hardaway. Um, unfortunately, Mike Miller left, but at this point, that really doesn't even matter because you have a very elite young team. That's just uh, my take on it. And then, well, my my personal opinion, I'm just going to say it. Go ahead. M- Memphis immediately becomes the front runner for, uh, you know, the team to beat in the American Athletic Conference, and I think they're the favorite on paper with the talent that they have to win the conference tournament. Um, yeah, I think outright conference championships, regular season champions, and and the championship game. You know, Houston is obviously going to be good. SMU is going to be good, but SMU has lost a few pieces. Uh, Houston lost Fabian White to in- injury, and he's a huge part. And that's obviously a guy who would be facing up against Musa Cisse. Um, that's big. You know, Memphis knows what they're getting now in those young Houston guards. Um, and I, th- I think that that's really the motivation they need to come out with a, a revamp squad for of guys returning with Musa with, you know, a couple transfers, obviously the transfers are big, but I think even without them, still they are still really, really good. I think they still, I think they still are the favorite in the American without DeAndre Orlanders. Yeah. hundred percent. I, 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 agree. I think. I think one of the biggest things you're going to recognize immediately on the court is that there's not going to be any players playing out of position. You know, you had you had Precious Achiwa playing out of position the entire year. He was not meant to be a five, but he had to play the five due to, you know, everything that went down. But you're going to have an incredibly long team on the court at every position, and you're going to have players that are um, 
playing their rightful normal position. You have a true center. You're going to have, you have a couple of true centers. You're going to have a couple of true power forwards. You're going to have multiple, uh, you know, small forwards. You're going to have multiple shooting guards and multiple point guards playing their rightful position. Yeah, no, I think I think what we've seen with Penny Hardaway over the past couple of years is that he loves experimenting with lineups. He loves throwing guys in different spots and seeing how they're going to fare, not necessarily out of position, but maybe bumped up or down a spot, especially with guys who can play multiple positions like DJ Jeffries. So when you look at this roster, and like I said, for the purpose of this, we are gonna I'm going to go a little bit off the fact and say that DeAndre and Landers are eligible because it makes the whole conversation flow a lot easier. It's just easier to talk about with having to say if, you know, no ifs or buts, just keep it one way. But if you have a, you know, a rotation that has Landers and DJ and Musa, uh, Lester Quinones, these are all guys that can play multiple multiple positions, can play on both ends of the floor. Uh, you know, when you got, if you if you have, like I said, Lester, 6'5", DJ, 6'7", Landers and Ali, 6'7", Musa, 6'10", 6'11", uh, Lance Thomas, 6'9", 6'10". Malcolm Dandridge, sixty. You have one of the biggest lineups in the country, and you also have you also have one of the most versatile lineups in the country. So, uh, it really gets very interesting when you think about how Penny Hardaway can really play with these lineups, move guys around, put them in different positions, uh, work with different lineup conversations or combinations because you can have. Uh, <laughs> Brooks got me on that one. <laughs> Uh, because you do have so many guys that can that can be interchangeable and play different spots. So there's a lot of different possible lineup combinations, a lot of guys that can play multiple positions, and it'll be very interesting to see what Penny Hardaway and the staff decide to do. Sorry, y'all. I I am uh, I'm texting Christian jokes about his uh, roster lineup and how crazy last year got with injuries. So um, you know, I I do want to try it on Christian's behalf. I want to try to move the conversation along. Uh, somebody actually sent me a DM on Twitter today, and I, this is just a little rant I wanted to get on. They uh, they were like, you know, why are you saying today's just another day? It's not just another day. Musa Cisse is a massive deal, and I said that's that's not about Musa. It's about you know me and Christian doing what we do. This is just a normal everyday thing for us. And yes, it's nice. Uh, I appreciate Mark Giannato, you know, giving a shout out on Twitter to us. And I appreciate um, Munsley giving a shout out as well in the comments. And I, I appreciate anyone who's willing to give us props for the way that we've covered this over the last two to three months. But the reality is like, that's not like, this isn't an, an, you know, an uncommon thing for us. This is the everyday norm. You know, this week alone, we've broken multiple stories that have massive impact across the city of Memphis and with the city, the city's team, the University of Memphis. You know, the the Mike Miller to Houston thing, we broke that. Um, and so, I mean, I just wanted to kind of put this out there. My tweet saying just another day wasn't about Musa Cisse. Obviously, it's huge for Memphis, but you know, Christian grinds like crazy break stories like crazy. We both, we both, this is what we do. And so that's what that was about is just like, this is not, this is not uncommon. 
Yeah, no. If you know, you and know. These days are like people don't realize how how much fun these days are for us because if you notice, every time somebody commits, we have five or six articles and podcasts ready to go. So the work the work is already done for us. When we get to this day, we're ready to go and ready to unleash everything. So these are our favorite days because we really don't have to do much except post on social media. Yeah, I mean it's the days that we get to sit back and showcase, uh, you know, how good of a coverage guy. Christian is, how comprehensive our coverage is with audio coverage, um, our video coverage with audio sense and, you know, the, the different edits that we put together, the, the multimedia stuff that we do with edits. Um, and today was like a perfect conglomeration of all of that. It was audio imagery, video, uh, written articles. And it, it was the culmination of, you know, really two to three months worth of really honed in coverage, but this has been, you know, almost a year worth of covering Musa Cisse. So I'm ready to kind of, kind of sign my name at the back of the book, close that chapter and move to 2021. Cause that's what Memphis gets to do now. All right, well, let's take a quick break. And afterward, we're going to come back with our second guest of the night, former Memphis football player, Joe Craig, coming to talk about the, Black Lives Matter stickers on the Memphis football helmets. Stay tuned. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com ebay motors is here for the ride remember when you first saw the potential and then through some elbow grease fresh installs and a whole lot of love you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own look to your left look to your right it's official no one's got a ride like this there's nothing else that sounds like feels like or looks like the set of wheels in your garage with over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And now joining us is former Memphis wide receiver Joe Craig. Joe, appreciate you for joining us, man. Um, we got a topic that's obviously been discussed over the past couple weeks that we want to talk to you about. Uh, Memphis, as of right now, is the only school that, that we've seen, and I'm pretty sure they are the only school that's announced that they're going to wear a Black Lives Matter helmet sticker during the season, if there is a season. Uh, I know you've been pretty vocal about it on Twitter, man. As a former player, as someone that's connected to the city, what were your initial thoughts when you saw that announcement? Um, I mean, just coming from a former player standpoint, I was all for it, you know. Um, Not only was it standing up for the country and what we're going through right now, of course, but it was also something to me as – the organization and the uh, university were listening to the players. So just to see that they uh, put the sticker on the helmet due to the players wanting to be on there because they feel some type of way, 
that's huge, man. Um, you don't get that much uh, say-so or what we like to call it money in the bank, you know what I mean, as a player. You don't have that much pool for a university or an organization to listen to you and put something out there knowing everything that's going to come with that, the consequences that's going to come with that from the fan base. They pretty much put the players first before the fans. And, I mean, whether you like it or not, you got to respect that because at the end of the day, it's what the players wanted. Yeah, Joe, what does this say about first-year head coach Ryan Silverfield? I think he's doing the right thing. I mean, it's it's a tough for him. Uh, I feel for him because it is his first year. But, I mean, it's sort of him connecting with his players. Had it been any other situation or anything that come about that the players wanted to do that he felt that he could connect with them, he would have done it. And I just feel like that's one of the things that – there may be a, a, another big, huge reason as to why – we're wearing the stickers this year because it is his first year and he is trying to connect with these players and he is showing these players that, okay, I'm not just going to sit out here and put it in the media that I'm here for y'all and I'm not going to talk to the news about how I'm doing things and I'm really not doing it. I'm going to show you. I'm about that action and I'm not just going to talk your guys head off. Yeah, one thing for me that is uh, it's really confusing. It's like people can't separate the idea of justice issues and social issues from political issues. Yeah. And one of the biggest things that you've seen probably on, on Twitter and in the comment section is this idea that wearing a BLM sticker that says black lives matters is an automatic show of support for the organization black lives matters. And that somehow as a result, you are supporting the concept of Marxism making its way and taking a stranglehold in the United States. And, you know, one thing I've said to Kenny and Christian offline is like, you can't take the, the verbiage. His looking back through history, black and colored lives have been completely denigrated. And we want to make a stand and say black lives are important they are just as important and valued as everyone else's. You exactly. can't put that on a helmet. So what do you do? Exactly. You put BLM on there. It's short so, and you know, it's short, simple, sweet. It's to yeah. the point. It's about taking a stand alongside your players, showing yeah. them that you care about them as a human yeah. and not just a player. Exactly. I totally agree, man. Um, I don't think that, Coach Silverfield, Dr. Rudd, or anyone that's affiliated with the University of Memphis ever came out and said, okay, we're wearing a BLM stick on the back of our helmet because we're supporting a Black Lives Matter organization. We're donating money to this organization, uh, however you want it to be. I think, honestly, it's short and simple. The BLM stands for Black Lives Matter. That's what these athletes are saying. And even the non-Black athletes, uh, football players, they're standing with their brothers because we all know at the end of the day, when you're on that football field, that's why I wish everybody could play football, man, because when you're on that football field, you don't care about no color. It, it doesn't matter. I'm about to do my job. I want you to do your job, and let's win this ball together, whether you're on this field with us right now or on this sideline. So that is just short and simple message, man. Black lives matter because black lives do matter. Your lives matter. White lives matter. Asians, it don't matter. All lives matter, but the, the point and the purpose of it Right now is the everything that's going on with all these killings that blacks are getting killed by police and 
every, you know, everything is just going on and it's just short and simple. And that's all that it is. So to see fans or so-called fans and big donors that's saying that they're asking for their donations to be refunded all because of a sticker, it's like, okay, how are you going to sit here and do this to these kids, show that you're not uh, supporting these kids, but you're supporting them, you're putting your money into this organization, knowing these coaches are going into these low-poverty homes, in-home visits, seeing roaches on their wall, can't uh, help them, taking them away from their parents, whether it's in Tennessee, across the country, or whatever. You knowing this is where your money is going to. 90% of black athletes, but when they take a stand for themselves, when they see people that look like them, that can possibly be their cousins, their uncles, their brothers, or even them getting killed out here, and they want to take their platform that they have and say, okay, black lives matter. Now it's a big issue, and now everybody is just – It's wild. It, it don't make sense to me, man, and I hate the times that we're living in, honestly. And really, I agree with you, uh, Mr. Craig, as far as that goes, um, with Ryan Silverfield and University of Memphis football team doing that. Uh, putting the Black Lives Matter sticker on the back of their helmets. And I'm glad that you brought up talking about you wish everybody played football because on a team, it's a team sport. Everybody has a common goal to win. We can all implement that into, you know, the criteria of success that us as African-American men want. There'll be nothing but success. Yeah, I agree with you, man. And I, I just – it's no, it's no explanation that I can give because I don't have that kind of hatred towards anyone in my heart. So I really don't understand how they think, you know what I mean? But it's just to the point where it becomes so frustrating because it's like, I, it, it may be a little childish comparison, but when I have these conversations, I like to tell people this. It's like being in class growing up and roasting or cracking, however you want to talk. And when you're talking about somebody, and I'm joking on you, you joking back and back. I don't have nothing else left. Only thing left I got to say now is a your mama joke because I know it's gonna make you mad, it's gonna get under your skin. And I just feel like that's how a lot of people are, man. Like they so jealous of certain things or something happens to them in the past or whatever the case may be. And they just have that hatred towards a skin color, man. That's the lowest that you can go in life. I, <laughs> I don't get it. I feel it. like so much of this hatred is driven from a place of fear. You know, you look at uh, the whole bipartisan issue um, and we're getting a little bit into politics here and I'll try to avoid that. But, you know, it's it's a lot of fear mongering. Uh, news is extremely fear based. Um, you know, you, you're some of these people have this rhetoric that that their rights are somehow being infringed upon yeah. or that even the players rights are being infringed upon by by Ryan Silverfield forcing them to wear this patch on their their helmet and it's not about that it's about a family it's about a brotherhood the only color that matters for those football players is the color of the other team the the color that you got on your jersey mm -hmm. against the other team so uh so Joe what's what's next you know like for you as a former player what what do you want to do how do you plan to to try to take your passion for this issue and fix yeah. it one by one with individual relationships. To be quite honest with you, man, it's this issue that we're having right now that's just blowing up is something that I've always lived with. Like my mom is white, blonde hair, blue eyes. My dad is blacker than black, man. You know what I mean? And I grew up not being accepted by both sides because of it. 
Like the blacks wouldn't accept me because my mom was white. My, my, my mom's family didn't accept me because, you know, I, my dad was black. So I grew up like this. And this, it takes a lot to get under my skin. But this is the one thing that really makes me mad, man. It, it frustrates the crap out of me that we even have to sit down and have this conversation as people, as human. We all come from the same God that we all serve, you know. What I, I, what I like to do or what I want to do is something that I offer to anybody that I've gotten to an argument with over this old Twitter. I, I feel you. You got your opinion. You know what I mean? And I may take your opinions the wrong way through reading. Let's sit down. I don't mind sitting down with you. I don't mind you lashing out on me. I'm lashing out on you. And then we have a, coming to an understanding. You know, so, I mean, as far as what I can do on my end to help this whole situation, it's just to call more former players, get, use our platforms to get the fans to have an understanding. That it's cool to come support these kids, man. Whether you support Black Lives Matter organization or not, we're not supporting that. We're not saying that that's what we're doing. We're just being short and simple and saying that Black Lives Matter. And if you're having an issue with us saying that Black Lives Matter, it makes me feel that you don't think that Black Lives really matter if you're taking your money away from the program you're saying that you're not coming to any more football games or any athletic sports events, period. That makes me think that you're a racist and that you're against blacks. Like, that's the actions that it's showing, you know what I mean? And that's the only thing that I can take from that. So, I mean, it's, it's not too much that I can do. It's not too much that I can say because I don't have an answer for it. I wish I would. I'll tell the world so we can all finally put this to the bed and let this rest. But, I mean, I, I don't know really what I can do or what I want to do, but when I do do it, you guys will know. You'll know. So, Joe, one one last question for me. I think uh, the hardest part for me is, like, it's hard to treat people that you see being so hateful like family. Yeah. You know, and I know that the only way that this can be fixed is to to treat people that are so angry and fearful and and hateful like their family, to be willing to do that, like you said, to sit down, have a meal, have a cup of coffee, have a drink, and just say, like, yeah. how did we get so far apart? Um, yeah. So for you, looking at the stickers, what's one thing that you feel like could change within the Memphis program, within the athletic community, that would help build more camaraderie and support for the black athlete community within the, 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 the specifically the University of Memphis program? I think what we're doing right now is the beginning of it. Just to throw a short and simple sticker, and it may not seem like it's a huge deal to a lot of people, but the reason why I say it's a, a huge first step is just based off of the reaction alone. That just weaved out a lot of people that really didn't, we really didn't want and need because to me, that was fake fans. That was fake love because anybody that's a true Memphis fan, it doesn't matter the color of your skin. It doesn't matter if Paxton Lynch was white or black. The man gave us wins, gave us championships, probably one of the best quarterbacks to come through here. It doesn't matter about that color of that skin, man. And I just feel like outside of the sticker, the other thing that we can do is just continue to show the support towards showing that black lives do matter. Why not to be political? Because I don't like I don't get into that stuff. I leave all that. I don't vote. I do. I leave that all alone. But the reason why is because just speaking from the football team alone, man. Look at the numbers, man. Ninety percent, probably even more, is black. So for them to stand up for themselves and say, that, okay, my life matters, my family lives matters. We're tired of seeing 
others that look just like us getting killed. Let's use our platform. I, that's the biggest thing that we can do is just continue to use our platform, man. The sticker is something. I say that we go ahead and put it on the sideline, on the field somewhere, just to put it on the platform even bigger, you know, on TV. The sticker is okay. Only reason that we would have ever known that it was on the back of the helmet was by social media. You can't really see the sticker from the stands, you know what I mean? So that's something that I'm, I'm getting with former players with, like Bobby McCain, Mose Frazier, Martin Fetty. Anybody that graduate like that, we all in the same uh, – we still have a group text message, and it's ideas that's just been throwing out, like coming back and having events, uh, if it is a season, homecoming, throwing something, a big rally, not just for blacks, but just for anybody that's interested, against it, or anything, just to comment so we can try to get at least one or two people to get on common grounds and just know that what we're doing right now, what we're arguing about is just pathetic, man. Well, Joe, the, the saying isn't – once a tiger, always a tiger, unless you wear a Black Lives Matters sticker. It's once a tiger, always a tiger, and it should end with that. So, Joe, tell everybody, yeah. where can they find you on social media? Where you know, How can they follow you? How can they get at you if they want to have those kind of conversations with you? Oh, for sure. And I'm open to any conversation, rather you want to lash out against me or anything, I'm open to it. You can reach me on Instagram at CraigJoe2. You can reach me at, on Twitter. Craig underscore Deuce, and uh, my, neither one of my pages are private, so free, feel free to inbox me your opinion. We can discuss things, but just know that my goal and my purpose for any conversation about this topic is not to prove myself right or wrong. It's just to get on the same common ground with you and anyone else that's opposed to my opinions as well. All right, Joe, so before we let you go, last thing, just let everybody know what you're doing now and what you've got going on since you've left the university. Yeah, since I left the university uh, right now, I am just moved back to Memphis. I just started my own brand, man. Uh, you can go to my website, craigjoe2.com. And uh, all my brand is about, of course, is just giving back to the community. Um, rather, it's speed training, weight loss training, mentoring any kids that need to be mentored or want to be mentored, as well as speaking engagements. We're also going to have community drives coming up where we're going to go ahead and come together as a community and have big uh, food events for the homeless around the city. And I mean, we're trying to expand. So if you have any kids that want to get faster, uh, anybody that want to lose weight or stay in shape, just reach out to me, craigjoe2.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. You can now relive the best moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app. All right, welcome back, everybody. Uh, that segment for me with Joe was tremendous, enjoyed it a ton. And, and for me, Christian, I don't know about you, like just talking about 
family sitting down together, like building those relationships with Joe, it kind of, and then the combination of the last 24 hours on our boards kind of, it's got me a little sentimental. Um, you know, we asked people like, what do you love about go Tigers two, four, seven? And the response was overwhelming. Um, so, I mean, I know you wanted to say a few words and I, I, I too, you know, it's just, I think we say this all the time, like the fans that are on our boards, that's why we do this. We, we absolutely love giving fans that are passionate, uh, and want to connect with people, a place to learn about the tigers, but also like a positive place to, to discuss, to dialogue, get to know each other, come together when they have disagreements, which happen, um, and, and we're all still one big happy tiger family regardless. And, you know, the responses today just show, I mean, it's, you look at some of those, like the responses are some of those people have been with us for 12 years now. That's over a decade. It's crazy. Yeah. No, like you said, it's, it's why we do it. If we didn't have people paying for it to read the VIP stuff, we wouldn't work as hard as we do. So, uh, and it's, it's really cool to see, you know, the outreach and people, you know, saying what, what your coverage means or, or what it means to them. And there's people on there that, that never post or never comment that came on there just to say, you know, thanks to me and you and to explain why they love Go Tigers 247 so much. Uh, so we really do appreciate those people. Uh, obviously, we don't we don't connect with every single one of those uh, people. We don't talk to every single one of those people because a lot of people do like to stay anonymous like Brooks does. Uh, but it is awesome to to see that that outreach and that love pour out from those people because it's why we do it. Um, it's why we're able to have the impact that we do. So it's it's always cool to me when when everybody comes together and uh, and to have a community where you can go to and and talk to those people and have those conversations. And for these people, talk about what you love most, and that's Memphis sports. So it's always cool to see it. I absolutely love it and enjoy it and appreciate everybody. Obviously, Christian, how old were you in two thousand eight? 10. Marquette, how old were you in 2008? I was answering it. <laughs> <laughs> he was let's like do, Let's do the math. He's 17. He's five. That was 12 years ago. Uh, he was five. <laughs> That's amazing. That's amazing. I was a kid. I didn't even know anything. I didn't even know what a tiger was. I've been, I've been breaking <laughs> Memphis Tiger news since you were in kindergarten. It's insane, That's amazing. It's insane. <laughs> guys you know this has been a blast for me marquette I, I can't tell you how much we're excited about working with you and seeing you grow helping you uh mentoring you um you know trying to teach you the things that we've learned um, and that's yet again another piece of this whole relationship puzzle so i just i hope that anyone listening to what joe said what what i said what christian what kenny said throughout this episode if if you have concerns, reach out to us because we're one big family. We can figure this stuff out um, and love and appreciate all the support from everyone out there. So with that said, anybody else got anything before we go? Good. We're good. Marquette? Kenny, I pray for your age, <laughs> man. I pray for your age. Prayer ain't fixing that. Cut it. Cut it, you lost, Kenny. Don't even try to come back. That's a wrap. Thank you for listening to Tigers in 20. If you enjoyed this episode, we would love for you to leave a comment and a rating wherever you download your podcasts. If you are interested in daily content all about the University of Memphis athletic program, please hop over to www.gotigers247.com. 
Articles are uploaded daily, and you can join the Go Tigers 247 family by signing up for the VIP membership for even more behind-the-scenes information. 